Beautiful queens, welcome back to the Queens and Crowns podcast. My name is Quinn Alexandria and I am your host. This is a podcast where women and men can come together, talk about real life, their experiences, and how they've gracefully overcome. This is the fourth episode, my queens, and you already know my motivation is to inspire, encourage, and build you up in the truth of who you you were created to be. And I also want to help you dream again and believe deeply in your heart that you can accomplish the things that you set out to do while also overcoming any hardship or circumstance that you find yourself in along the journey. So ladies, my royal beauties, truth is a vibe. Yes, it is. And on this week's episode, we're going to go deep in a discussion about the topic of truth. We're stepping on toes this week, y'all. And I have a special guest who is such a beautiful and strong woman with an absolutely incredible story. And not only that, she's cooking up a movement called Chorus Truth. And we're definitely gonna get into that and learn more about how she plans to bless the world with her message and inspire other men and women daily to walk in light and truth. But before we do that, Let's go through the motions here, ladies. You know how we do. And take a few moments to get our minds right and open our hearts up for this week's lesson. So not only is truth a vibe, ladies, but it's also absolute power. Let's think about this for a second, right? When we open ourselves up to tell the truth about something or accept the truth about something, we're placing ourselves in a position of power and we claim an advantage we then have the upper hand. Knowing and accepting the truth about a situation, a circumstance, a person, a place, or whatever it is that we've acquired the truth in relationship to, really allows us to become empowered, to make informed decisions, to speak freely without reservation or regret. And on the other hand, it can help us to discern when to hold our tongue. It allows us to confidently say yes or no, to move forward, and it essentially allows us to walk in peace. Truth is a vibe. Vibe is defined as the atmosphere of a place is communicated to and felt by others. I love that. The atmosphere of a place as communicated to and felt by others. So understanding that, Royal Beauties, I want us to ask ourselves, what vibe are we putting into the atmosphere? What is it that we communicate to others on a daily basis, casually or intentionally, unintentionally? And is it true? How do we make other people feel when they are in the atmosphere of our presence? It's very easy to accept things that are said by others that we trust or think are credible without ever challenging it. But is that right? Listen, let me keep it real. I know that there have been times where I have intentionally and oftentimes unintentionally said things that just weren't true. I challenge you right now in the things that you've come to believe. Are they things that you've been taught to believe or accept as true by others? Or are they things that you believe because they were revealed to you as truth through your own research or personal experiences? Have the things that you believe been fact-checked? 
As a follower of Christ, it didn't take me long to realize that I couldn't always trust the interpretation of what was being taught to me from the pulpit. But I had to instead allow God to reveal things to me through the Holy Spirit. After all, everyone's spiritual walk is different and salvation looks different for each and every one of us. For as a young woman in my teens, I learned very quickly that rumors were real and that everything that everyone says cannot be assumed as true and don't even get me started on the news. But no matter how confident a person sounds or how educated someone is or what their title is, whatever, the things that they say may not necessarily be true. Now, ladies, I'm not saying that we have to constantly be on the defense about what people are telling us or whether or not they're knowledgeable on a particular subject, right? I mean, if you need legal advice, I could probably give you some general advice, but I'm not a lawyer. But what I am saying is that we need to be wise and there are situations where we as women need to trust the intuition that we have and question whether or not something that's said to us or communicated to us is actually a fact. Was it true? Let's take a glance at scripture. One of my favorite passages in the New Testament comes from Luke chapter 10. Now, in the previous chapters leading up to this point, so many incredible things were happening in Jesus's ministry. He chose the 12 disciples. He gave them power. He fed 5,000 people. Peter, James, and John saw him transfigured on a mountain talking to Moses and Elijah, and they heard the voice of the Father affirming Jesus as his beloved Son and the Messiah. The heart of his ministry is here. There's 70 disciples that are sent out into every city and place that he was about to go, and he gave them power to do good works. The mission was a success. And the book says that the 70 returned with joy and Jesus himself was overjoyed and spoke blessing over them. But even after all that has been established and witnessed, all of that factual and true, there's always one hater. Pay attention to that, Queens, because I guarantee you there's one in every circle, specifically one in yours. It's hard to prevent. You have someone who has some ill motives, who thinks they know better than you, and they test you in front of people and make comments about you behind your back, even though they see how far you've come. They see the fact that you are blessed. They've had a front row seat to the many miracles in your life. They see what is absolute truth, but they're what unwilling to accept it for whatever reason. But anyway, back to the book because I'm off track. Luke chapter 10, 25 to 26. So a certain lawyer, an expert in Mosaic law, stood up to test him saying, Teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus asked him two very important questions here. The first one is, what is written in the law? If you're a lawyer and you're an expert in Mosaic law, I think that's a pretty reasonable question. You should know what's written in the law. But it's the second question, my queens that really is gonna give you some food for thought. Jesus then asked him, how do you read it? There's some translations that say, how do you perceive it? That's the jackpot right there. How do you perceive it? We can see what's written on the wall, but our perception of it may not be correct. And the point that I'm trying to make is that the truth is not always found at the foot of our perception. We may perceive things correctly, but sometimes we may be way off with our perceptions. But the lesson here is we have to challenge ourselves against what we hold as true. 
I believe strongly that in order to live an authentic life, we have to be aligned with what is true. We cannot ignore it. We cannot downplay it. We have to face it. We have to adjust and we have to correct ourselves along that journey. But before we get any deeper into this conversation, my queens, I want to loop in our special guest today. Please give a very warm welcome to Arlise Hill Johnson. How are you, beauty? I'm great. Great. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that you're here. I'm excited as well. <laughs> so Arlise, before uh, we go in, I just want to thank you for taking the time to be here today. No problem. To be a part of Queens and Crowns, the movement, the vision um, that we have to empower women locally, globally. It really means a lot to me that you're here. And I know that by the end of this episode, that the listeners of this podcast are going to be blessed and inspired and encouraged by you. That's why you're here. Yes, yes. (laughs) All right, so before we get started, can you take some time to tell us about yourself and who is Arlise? What is she all about? Arlise is about truth. Um, I'm a mother, a wife, um, a daughter. Um, I've been through so much in my life yes. to bring me to this point. Um, but I can truly stand today and say that it was all worth it. So, um, that's who Arlise is, and I'm all about God and, you know, his will for my life, because yes. I've learned that my will got me into a world of destruction. Ooh, girl, that's another podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm all gung-ho for, you know, let's go, Lord. Let's go. All right. That's amazing. And so, I want you to take some time to tell us about this beautiful movement that you have going on called Chorus Truth. How did that idea come about for you? What's a little bit about the mission, the vision? What's going on with Chorus Truth? Tell us about that. So Chorus Truth is all about accept. It's a safe place to accept your truth, to change your future. And how that came about was um, in, you know, I, I've gotten into some trouble growing up and got into trouble with the law and Um, I had to really look and see, you know, it it really started when I had my daughter. I didn't want to live a life of, you know, going back and forth to jail, going back and forth into the world. And I was just like, okay, look, let's just sit down and let's just look at our life. And I had to look at my truth. What was my truth? My truth was I was full of the world. I was full of pride. I was full of, you know, everything that I didn't need in my life. And I had to look at that and I had to change that and that. Once I looked at it and was able to say, okay, this is what it is, it helped me to change my future. So now I'm in a better place to help others get to their truth, accept it, and move on. I love it. I love it. Um, I think uh, I can definitely relate to that, uh, being full of the world and getting in trouble and young and reckless. Yes. And, you know, I've, I've told my listeners and been very transparent about them you know, to them about the fact that, you know, I'm a woman who's overcome abusive relationships. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman who's overcome a 17 year drug addiction. Mm -hmm. I'm a woman who has overcome the loss of a child. Mm -hmm. Like that's a big deal. You know, those are some dark places to be in. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think when we're in those places, you know, the truth is hard. It's hard for the truth to reach us and penetrate our heart. And I think that what I love about what you're doing with Cora's truth is that you're going to 
you're trying to penetrate essentially those parts right. that we try to shut off, right? right? Like we try to brush it under a rug, but honestly, if we want to become a better version of ourselves and I, to deal with it. Yeah, I tell yeah. I tell these ladies, you know, to become she successful, mm-hmm. healed, endearing. Yes. You've got to oh, uh, uncover. So, can you talk about that? Like what does that process look like? That process of uncovering truth for you at least in your experience how has that been for you for me um the process was one realizing i need change it started all mental it wasn't anything anybody said to me um it wasn't anything i read it was just realizing i need change and once i realized i need change i could actually look at our lease and say you're a mess let's clean you up and at that time, I was coming into the knowledge of God and his wisdom and, yeah. you know, him and just building a relationship with him. And as I built that relationship with him, he showed me what needed to be cleaned in our lease. And I had to look at some dirty parts and say, nah, we're going to sweep that under the rug. And he was like, nope. No, we're you not. said, let's clean yeah, up. we're not. <laughs> <laughs> you said, you want to know, you want to be more like me. Let's, let's bring that back from up under the rug and let's deal with it. And some things were hard. Some things were really hard to accept that that's me. That's me. So let me, let me ask you, and if you don't mind sharing with us, because I know sometimes these are very personal things. What are the, some of the things or maybe one or two things that you really struggled with accepting the truth of about in the past? And, and how did you handle that? Or how do you handle yourself differently today? One of my things was um, hurt. Because I have been hurt by so many people and people I love and, you know, friends and I felt abandoned and rejected. I had a nasty attitude and sometimes I still can have a nasty attitude, but God is still working on me. But I had a nasty attitude and I would snap and cuss you out and had no qualms about it. And that was one thing was God was like, okay, you're, you're asking to be more like me and you're cussing people out. You're not even showing love. Yes. Who wants to be connected to that? And I had to realize, okay, Arlise, what got you to this place? And I had to deal with that hurt. I had to deal with that rejection and um, abuse by men. Why, you know, some of that stuff was self-esteem issues, confidence issues. And I had to really sit down and think about those things. Yeah, and, and I think that's a... When you ask God, you know, to make me, you know, God, make me more like you, you know, I I remember, I'll never forget, um, I actually asked God to help me love people in the way that he loves people. And when I tell you, (laughs) I feel like every mean-spirited, I was surrounded by mean-spirited people, and God's like, yeah, you said you wanted to love people the way that I do. So love, here you go. Right, right. <laughs> Here's a group of mean-spirited people for right. you to love. So we have to be careful what we pray for. Um, but I love the growth that occurs within us mm-hmm. when we ask. Those are bold prayers, you know, when, <laughs> when we say we want to be that way. Yes. Um, so let me ask you, why do you think people struggle so much with accepting and embracing and telling the truth i mean who wants to accept that they're a nasty person or 
um, they're in trouble or sitting in jail because of their own action. Yeah. You know, you always, yeah. I find a lot of people putting on, they did this to me and they did this to me. And I had to look at what did our lease do to our lease? You know, even though, yes, this person hurt me, but why did I stay in this situation and continue to let them hurt me? What were you attached to that made you stay there? And I had to look at my truth and say, you know, you had to disconnect from that craziness and get your crazy right. Mm -hmm. I saw a lot of that uh, mentoring women um, in prison and specifically in life recovery. You know, a lot of us have trouble overcoming um, hurt or, Mm -hmm. you know, for example, the example, the example you just gave about, well, I'm in prison because of someone else. Well, no, Mm -hmm. you know, actually you're not, you know, and so those are really hard things to accept. Um, do you think Arlise that social media negatively impacts our ability to accept and embrace truth or do you think that it could encourage us to be more truthful or both? Talk about that for a little bit. I think it depends on the person's mindset because there are times when I still struggle with social media, especially when I get in my place. Like um, one of the things is I want to travel more. And if I see a lot of, you know, different people traveling, I'm like, you know, I get caught up in that and I have to take a step back and be like, okay, at least your truth is right now you're not financially ready. <laughs> so get off of that. And I have to like, sometimes I have to take a break from social media or just get my mind back, you know, Absolutely. on my own page and deal with that. So I think um, it just depends on your mindset where you are. And, and then there are times where social media helps me. I find people that, you know, are financial educators or um, people that help with branding, different things. So it just, it depends on where you are mentally, where social media, it's all about you. It is all about you. Um, I think sometimes I see things on social media um, from people that I know and I question whether or not what they're posting or what they're saying is true. Um, let's talk about that for a moment. Do you do you experience that too? Like you have people that you actually know, like you know them in real yeah. life and you see them post certain things or they might po- post memes and you're like oh that's not exactly you like I had a girlfriend she um (laughs) she you know she had you she had the life that you think you would want you know she had the BMW the you know house two-car garage lovely I mean lovely um husband nice job but in the background from what I was hearing over the phone from her I was like girl that ain't your life why you posting (laughs) all that Why are you posting all that? Yeah, you got all that. But in the back, there's so much turmoil. Get your stuff together. Like, stop posting all that because, you know, yeah, it's for the people, but you're doing that to make yourself happy on a computer. Very superficial level. Right. And you're not happy. Get get true happiness. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. What do you think true happiness is? Where does that come from? How do we gain true happiness or I should say joy right happiness is temporary but where where can people get a true sense of happiness and joy and contentment what is your advice about that so I'm gonna go spiritual on this yes. one because that's where my joy comes from um 
well, I, I was involved in a, a lesbian relationship, and okay. it wasn't until um, nine years, actually. Um, God delivered me in 2010, and it wasn't until I opened up my heart and was like, okay, God, look, I know this ain't of you, take it. And when he came and t- took that, yeah. he replaced me with him. Yeah. And in him is joy. Whew. I don't care what is going on in your life. Joy is a permanent thing that's instilled in us. It really and is. And you have to have him in order to have that joy. So that's the first thing I would say. And as I, you know, develop my relationship in him, um, he started healing me. Different things in my life, he started healing me. And when when you can look back and say, okay, I was hurt by that, and now it doesn't bother me, that's joy. Yep. <laughs> to know that you could have been, you could have died in something. I could have been locked up for life. Yeah. That's pure joy. It's healing too. It's, and then restoration. Mm-hmm. Nice, nice. <laughs> so let me ask you this. What is it exactly that you think plays a part in our perception of what we believe is true? Mm-hmm. And then also that plays a part in the things that we refuse to believe is true. Again, it's all a mental thing. Um, and I say that because I've dealt with people that they've been telling themselves something for so long and they believe that thing. I remember <laughs> I was telling a lie. And I was telling this to my daughter's father. And I told that lie for so long to him. I believed it. And I was like, I had to really sit back and be like, well, what is the truth? And we tell ourselves something, you know, for so long. And you get so wrapped up in that that you don't know the truth. Until you sit down and you think, okay, wait a minute. This really didn't happen. I made this up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've been there. (laughs) That's a good one. And I think, you know, or at least I think one thing that plays a part into our perception is as far as what we believe is true is also our experiences, right? Like, Correct. you know, the, the people that you surround yourself with, the company you keep per se, or mm-hmm. just how you were raised, or um, even going back to my example of what I was talking about in terms of what is taught from the pulpit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, when we don't really question those things, it really does a number on our perception right and then our perception is warped mm-hmm. um I, I know that i've been through a lot of crazy things but i'll go back to my drug addiction like i used to say things like well everybody's doing drugs because those are people you were hanging because around. those are people i was right. hanging around but <laughs> you know i can only imagine for if somebody hears me who's not doing it they're like <laughs> no the heck right. everybody isn't right. doing you know, so it's stuff like that that I really feel like plays mm-hmm. a, a huge perception um, or an influence on our perception. Right. So, um, have you ever been in a situation, and I think we've all been through this, Arlise, where someone told you the truth, and at the time, you wasn't trying to hear that? <laughs> and now when you look back, you're so grateful they did. Right, right. I have been um, actually recently at work. Um, I had a assistant, my say assistant section chief. I really don't like her, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She, um, she's so business savvy, and she was telling me, you know, Arlise, you're so all over the place. And I'm like, what? 
No, she didn't. <laughs> Not to mention, you know, she, she is a white lady. And I'm like, no, this white lady didn't tell me I'm all over the place. And when I actually was like, I went home that night, I was so upset. I was like, okay, tomorrow when I get there, I'm going to tell her this. I'm going to tell her, don't you come at me like that. And that morning I got there and it was totally different. It was like I was saying, look, you may not like her, but she's telling the truth. You are all over the place. Accept it. You may not like how she told you, but go learn from her. And when I tell you that is the most information I received from that lady that is so helpful. She has helped me to be um, more political. Nice. In, in the work in environment. In the work How to navigate people yes. successfully. Yes. 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 How to respond yeah. to people in a positive light. You know, even when you want to snap at them, she's taught me that. I still don't like her, but, you know, I had to accept she was right. I was yeah. all over the place. Yeah. I remember when I was young and reckless, um, I used to date a guy and my friends would tell me, you need to leave him alone. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got other girlfriends and mm-hmm. I don't know why you keep doing this to yourself. And I'll never forget one of my best friends during that time told me, she said, if you don't leave him alone, that's going to be the end of our friendship. Mm-hmm. And I thought she was just hating. She was just, I I, I swear. I mean, I I really thought she was just hating. And, um, you know, looking back at that situation, I'm like, she loved me so much. Right. And she was right. Right. Um, And I really wish that I would listen to her. And I, I think my hope for our listeners, our ladies that are listening to us today is that they know how to discern right, right. when you've got somebody who's really trying to bless you, but it feels like it's an attack. Right. Because the enemy is good at that. He's right. good at tricking us to make us think that people are trying to attack us when they're trying to bless us. And you may not like the delivery, but is what they're saying true? Mm-hmm. Faithful are the wounds of a friend. Mm-hmm. I love I love that scripture. Mm-hmm. It's a painful scripture to read, but it's so true. It's true. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've definitely had a lot of situations like that. So, Arlise, um, tell me if you could give some advice to yourself about being authentic. What does that look like? Because it's hard. It's hard to be authentic. I think. Not for us, but I think it's hard. <laughs> I had to correct. I had to correct myself there. Um, it's not hard for me and you, but I think for some people who are still struggling to figure out who they are, mm-hmm. being authentic can kind of be foreign to them because they're they're around people and they see things and they're like, oh well, maybe if I'm that, people will like me. How do you navigate that struggle? It's still a struggle for me. Um, one thing I've always been is a strong person. So that helps me to know that I'm not going to be anything but Arlise. Yeah. But I see things and it's like, mm, can I attach that to Arlise? And I had to realize, like you said, who are you? Who are you? What do you like? And it was knowing me. And I, yeah. and I think re- knowing who you are is a constant relearning. As you get older, things change, yes. your your knowledge change. Um, so it's all about relearning yourself and just um, your atmosphere too plays a big part of it. Um, 
just knowing the people you're around. Um, being able to be around other people that, you know, know more than you. So they're able to help you. Yeah. I have mentors. I have three mentors. And they give me truth, whether I like it or not. And they're not scared to. They're like, hey, yeah. you here, you know, you came to my house. If you don't like it, leave. It's and so there were valuable. times people where, like that. Yes. There are times when I don't like it, but, you know, it helps me. Mm-hmm. It helps me to grow into the person. You have to be open-minded. Have your eyes and your ears open. Because not only are you always going to hear stuff, but God's going to show you stuff. Mm-hmm. And not to be super deep, but that's why you have to discern. And you have to be open to God's yeah. voice and to what he's showing you. Because he's only doing it to grow you up in him so yes. that you can be better. He's, ta- he's, he's always growing us up to take us somewhere to help somebody else. Because what you go through is not just for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's for somebody else. There are people out there that are wanting hope. They're needing hope. They feel like, you know, if, if, if I don't have hope, I don't have something to show me that I can get out of this, I'm going to die in this. I was there. Mm-hmm. I was there. So, yeah. So, and is that, that's a constant thing, right? Like, it's not just a one-time thing to self-discovery because I think we go through seasons. Mm-hmm. So is that something that you're constantly doing constantly. on a daily basis? Constantly. Constantly. It's an everyday thing. Mm-hmm. Every year thing. Every. It's a constantly. Day to day. Never stops. Never stop. Never. Yeah. And I'm learning that growth is constant. I thought it was something like, you know, you, like you go through high school, you go to 12th grade, you're finished. Okay, then you may go to college, you're finished. You may go to, you know, um hair school or whatever, you're constantly growing. Even yeah. in your job, you're constantly learning. It's always something to learn. It's always a new you. Mhm. Always. Yeah, I feel like if we're not changing, we're not making progress. If we're not constantly assessing ourselves, the people that we're around, the things that we're doing that we're, we're not going to grow. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get anywhere. There's not going to be self-improvement. You're not going to be successful. You're not going to be healed. Come on. <laughs> you know, it, it is a constant thing daily. I mean, I, I even, I think even still today, we have moments where things are triggered and it reminds us of our past and yes. we have to, you know, address them. One of the things that I did was I uh, helped mentor life recovery classes. Mm-hmm. And I love the steps in the life recovery Bible. And and I really think just constantly working those steps every single day, looking at yourself in the mirror. What can I change now? What can I improve this time? That's the truth is that all of us, every last one of us constantly have stuff that we can be improving upon. Yep, yep. That's amazing, Arlise. We are not perfected. We are not. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I think people that feel like when they say I'm a perfectionist, in my mind, I'm like, you're psychotic is what you are. Right. Because <laughs> nothing is going to be perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's okay. I love and I embrace my imperfections. Mm-hmm. Not always. I'm a, I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> but for the most part, I know that those things that I see as imperfection, that our father sees as beauty. Right. And so we have to be careful about how how we address ourselves in that light. And we have to, I think part of living in truth and, and accepting truth 
is you have to be okay with where you are. Right. Mm -hmm. But you also have to be realistic with yourself about what it is that you need to do mm -hmm. to get you to that next level. Right. Because yeah. there's a life has levels. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh my gosh, Arlise, this is this is so awesome. I am even more excited about Core Truth. You have one of the most unique perspectives on life. Your story is incredible. The things that you've overcome and that you've been through. You have a very bright light um, that I know that you're gonna shine on people. I talk about in the very, very first episode about a dream that I used to have um, recurring about being in a quiver and the hand of God reaching down into that quiver and pulling an arrow out and dipping that arrow in, or, in oil mm -hmm. and using his finger, the finger of God, to set it on fire and shoot it across the room. Mm -hmm. Well, I have no doubt in my mind that you're also one of those arrows wow. and you're a secret weapon for God. And I think that you really, really need to own it and just, I, I when I tell you, you were going to have a, a super fan. Wow. <laughs> I'm going to be listening to Chorus True. So um, we are coming to the close of this episode, but when can we expect to be blessed with the first episode of Chorus Truth? Like, is it going to be a week? Is it going to be two weeks? Another month? Tell us the, the date that you have planned for Chorus Truth. I want you to tell my listeners how they can connect with you on social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, if they want to. Okay, well, you can connect with me on um, Instagram and YouTube um, by Chorus Truth. That's C-O-R-A-T-R-U-T-H. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Arlise Hill Johnson. Um, you can look for the intro for Chorus Truth on February 1st. Yes. Yay. And the first episode will be announced on February 1st. All right, ladies, did you hear that? Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. And I just, again, I can't thank you enough for being here, for doing this. I know this is probably, um, this is probably gonna be one of my favorite episodes. So um, thank you for being here. Yeah. I definitely look forward to having you back in season two. We'll do another episode, I'm sure. Yes. God will lead us to do something together. Mm -hmm. um, and I am so blessed by just having the privilege to know you and you giving me the privilege to be a part of your life is yes. incredible. Thank you. No Thank problem. you. You're so welcome. All right, ladies, isn't she amazing? Our lease is such a bright light in a dark world. Her story of triumph is nothing short of a miracle. And she is using her experiences to pull women out of the trenches into a place of success, healing, and endearment. That is what I love about her. Our lease is she. But even more so, she has taken women to a place where they can be aligned with and operate daily in truth. She is truly an inspiration to me. Again, her podcast is called Chorus Truth. Make sure that you follow her on Instagram at Chorus Truth. Again, that's at C-O-R-A-S Truth. And connect with her on Facebook. And also be on the lookout for that first episode, y'all. Support a fellow queen. My royal beauties, American author Patrick Spencer Johnson said, Integrity is telling myself the truth. And honesty is telling the truth to other people. I know you've heard the famous quote by William Shakespeare that says, Honesty is the best policy. 
but I think the most profound part of that quote is often left unstated. If I lose my honor, I lose myself. More of the story is, tell the truth. It's sometimes very easy, and other times, it's hard, (laughs) y'all. But being a woman of integrity and honor takes strength and dignity. In fact, there's no greater legacy that you can leave to your children and in this world than a legacy of integrity and honesty. I think what we need to understand is that when we lie to people, we're destroying their right to make an informed decision in that moment. We may not realize the true impact that we have on ourselves in creating chaos and turmoil in our own minds, feelings of guilt, and the need to keep up with exactly what we said. Information we withhold could actually prevent further destruction or that information could be used to provide a solution. Ultimately, the longer we wait to be honest, the more negative the impact will surely be when the truth is finally exposed. And just as often as the sun rises and it sets, we cannot expect the truth to remain in darkness when truth in its natural state was designed to be light. Truth is freedom, truth is love, and truth is an absolute vibe. I hope you have a wonderful week, Queens. Don't forget to drop by the Queens and Crowns website, www.queensandcrowns.org. There's also a link in the episode notes. We have a blog called Empower that is posted in parallel with each episode. It provides an overview of the podcast and highlights some noteworthy um, takeaways from each episode. Also, you will find links to previously recorded episodes and more resources like our event calendar, social media links, and the services we offer. And you can connect directly with us from there. So with that, my royal beauties, you already know what it is. I need you to stand up. Put on your heels, you know, those those red bottoms or those Macy heels or those Payless heels, whatever you got, fix your crown and walk fiercely in truth like the queen you were born to be down the road to a better you. Walk in she, rest in she, remember that success, healing and endearment. Peace.